Amen. Well, I just want to encourage you today. Today is the anniversary of 9-11, so you should take some time today and uh, remember and pray and bless. Amen. Amen? Now look at somebody and say, why'd you get so quiet? It's a hard thing to walk up here when y'all got that quiet. That's scary. Okay, so y'all want to hear some words this morning? <clears throat> I got something I'm going to preach to you. So get your Bibles out. And if you would go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now y'all seem a little lethargic this morning. Maybe I'm lethargic and y'all are just getting in agreement with me. I'm, I'm feeling pretty spunky. So, you know, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get it, get it going this morning. Cause otherwise we'll just all take a nap. We're not going to do that. I really believe with all of my heart, listen to me, church, you know, in, in all seriousness, I believe with all of my heart that, um, that God right now is trying to get across to us this message about hearing his voice. Um, everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, I keep seeing books out. I keep seeing this. I keep seeing that. Uh, I, I can't get off the message. I'm, I'm still going to be on it this morning about hearing the voice of God. I've completely messed my outline all up. I had this really pretty outline. I've completely messed it off because I've preached all this part and this part and that. And I don't even know how to get it straight anymore. I don't know if I'm preaching the third part of hearing the voice of God or, or what's happening. But I'm just preaching because, folks, I'm really telling you, God wants to talk to you. And uh, we live in a world right now that is really bizarre and really um, not just bizarre, but it's growing darker. Uh, things that are happening, I, I sit and I look at it and I think, you know, when I didn't even know Jesus, I wouldn't have done that. And, uh, and so I, just, I, I, I get concerned about the future and about what we're all going to face. Amen. And so I know that if you're hearing clearly the voice of your heavenly father speaking to you, if you have that assurance done on the inside of you that you know, 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 down here on the inside of you. I'm not talking about in your head. I'm not talking about because you got a, a, a letter from the church. You, you, you know down on the inside of you that you're saved, that you're right with God because Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life. You know that. It's down on the inside of you. Ain't nobody going to take it away from you. Somebody can run up there to you and say, you're a sinner. I know what you did last night. And you can say, well, bless God, the blood covers me. Can't be talked out of it. That's where you need to be in these days. But you also need to be hearing the voice of your heavenly father speaking to you, hearing the voice of Jesus, your elder brother talking to you. You need to be hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you in life. Because, folks, I, I, you can't make too many mistakes and get away with it. Hello? And so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says here, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. In other words, there's a new creature on earth. That's a, that person, the new creature on earth, is a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Had never been on earth before. Before that, there had only been prophets of old, kings, priests, people that God could speak to. They would utter his voice, but they weren't, they weren't, God wasn't living in them. And then Jesus comes along, rolls back the stone, steps out of the grave, resurrects. And you ever think about this story? Just listen to me. You see, 
I, I'm telling you, I went to church. My parents were, they were good people. They took me to church. I went to church most of my life. But as I sat in the pew in the church, it was never real to me because it never seemed relevant. And I heard the stories. I heard them all, man. I heard about Moses. I heard about Daniel in the lion's den. I heard about them all, right? But it was just like, okay, that's a nice thing you do. If you want to be a good person, you go do that. And you get your brownie points, get your little stars checked up there. It all started in kindergarten. Because in kindergarten, I can still remember they had the chart up there. You did good, you got a gold star. You didn't do good, you got nothing. And I didn't like having nothing at my name. And the only time I did anything, I got in trouble because I got some gold stars and stuck them on my name. Because <laughs> I was not going to be gold starless, okay? But we get this system in our head thinking, you know, you do good, you get a gold star. You do good, you get a gold star. So you're trying to do good to get a gold star. Oh, you do bad. Oh, you lost a star. And you start living your life like this with God. And, you're, and, and, and so you're, you know, you, 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 you messed up. You messed up. You did something you shouldn't have done. And so then the devil whispers in your ear. Oh, you can hear his voice. Yeah, yeah, we can hear the voice of condemnation. We can hear the voice of guilt. We can hear the voice of shame. Oh, we're really, really attuned to it. It's, we're tuned in on that radio channel. And it comes in and starts talking to you. He says, ah, ah, we know what you did last night. I know what they did. And so then what happens? You start getting under condemnation. You start backing up. You start getting away from God. Exactly what happened in Genesis chapter 3 when Moses, Moses, <laughs> Moses was not in Genesis 3. When Adam and Eve sinned and they fell from, from the, the, the place that they were with having fellowship with God and sin came in their lives because they were disobedient and God comes walking in the garden. He says, what's the matter with you guys? What's wrong with y'all? What are y'all doing hiding over there? I've always said this one, that they truly, you know, that they lost their minds because nobody's going to sew fig leaves together and put them on your naked skin. If you've ever tried to pick figs, man, I'm telling you what, you, you ain't going to do that once with a short sleeve shirt. OK. And so anyway, they lost their minds. They go in there and the first thing said, we were afraid because we heard your voice. And then that's what the world is at right now. The Christian world doesn't really want to hear God's voice. You know why? You know why? Because they're scared that God's going to tell them something they don't want to. They don't want to hear. Now you can turn there if you want, but if you go to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter one, and then you just turn one page back, you'll be in Malachi four. In case you said Malachi four and you freaked out and didn't know where it was, you know, and you went to digging through your Bible, just go to Matthew and then just turn one page back. It's the last chapter in the Old Testament. Now, throughout the Old Testament, God spoke all the time. He spoke through the prophets. He spoke. Isaiah was prophesying. Isaiah was going. Isaiah was having visions, seeing God going and speaking to the people. Okay? God was always speaking. He was speaking through the word. We get to read it. We get to look at our Bibles. We get to go through and read what Isaiah said and what he prophesied. Okay? But here's Malachi. You know, they call these minor prophets, but they're not really minor. they they Malachi prophesied some amazing, amazing, powerful things. So, but it's the last chapter in the Old Testament. And then when this chapter was written, Malachi was written, there was nothing written after this for 400 years. They call it the years of silence. Okay? In other words, they say, theologians will tell you, this is when God didn't speak. But I'm telling you they're wrong. 
I'll go against them all this morning. Don't make me no difference. I know I'm right. It wasn't that God wasn't speaking. It was that nobody was listening. He said, well, pastor, that's uh, prove me wrong. Malachi chapter four, verse one. I just want to read. This is the last words God spoke through the prophets in the Old Testament. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and you shall go forth and grow up as I love this. As calves, oh man, I messed up because I, in King James, in New King James Version, it says, as fat stalled calves. I like anything in the scriptures that talks about eating. <laughs> when it says, go out and eat the fat and drink the sweet, I like those scriptures, okay? But anyway, they'll grow up as calves of the stall, and you'll tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember you the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all of Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite thee with the earth with a curse. Okay, these are the last words spoken. Now, if you went to church and, and you heard that, you may not want to come back the next Sunday. Especially if you're attuned to listening to the voice of the devil. Because if you did do wickedly, see, today we have people that want to do wickedly. But they want to change the church doctrine for it to line up with what they want to do so that then they can feel good that what they're doing is okay, it's justified. But the problem with that is you can't change the word of God around. You can't, you can't rewrite it and make it be something else. You, it either is the word of God and we live by it or it's not. And so you better just, you know, go home, eat potato chips and go fishing. Hello? Because if there's no hope for me, if there's no hope for me, if I'm not going to make it, well, then I might as well just, I mean, raise hell from now to the time I go die, die. Does that shock you? But it's the truth. But see, I know the gospel's true. I know that Jesus is real. I know that there is a God. I know that, all that, that, that Malachi 4 is going to come to pass that one day God's going to say enough's enough and whoosh, that's it. And when that day comes, I want to be standing on the side covered in the blood of Jesus saying, hey, I'm with him. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else. I'm with him. <laughs> Bless God. Y'all right with me? See, I believe that God loved us so much that he sent his only son to save us. I believe, the, I believe a good old-fashioned gospel that, that God looked down on man and said, man, those guys are never going to get it right. Never going to get it right. Because they've been trying for thousands of years to live under the law, and we never could. We never could get it right. We were always messing up, always making mistakes, always blowing it. God says, i got to do something different. I'm going to send Jesus down there. Now, I'm kind of playing with this because he already had this plan immediately in Genesis chapter 3 when the garden fell, uh, uh, in the fall of the garden. But I'm, I'm just, just give me this one, okay? Just let me have a little fun with it. God said, i got to do something with them. i got to do something. They, those, those guys are not real sharp. 
And so I got to do something. So I'm going to send Jesus. I'm going to send Jesus down there and he's going to pay the price. He's going to be the lamb that's going to die for their sins. He's going to pay the price. He is going to redeem mankind. And anyone that believes in him as Lord and Savior, then he gets under the grace and the redemption that I'm offering. Hello? And so, therefore, you became a new creature. You gave your life to Jesus. You said, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in the Son of God. I want you to forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. You are the one that can redeem my life. Boom. The Spirit of God then came to live on the inside of you, and you became a new creation on the face of this earth. Never had been man on this earth filled with the Spirit. Y'all following me here? Now, just stay with me, okay? So, now go to John chapter 10, verse 1. John 10, 1. See, people make strange, strange doctrines out of things that God never intended to be strange. For instance, what I'm saying to you this morning, God wants to speak to you. Have you, I'm just, I don't need to show hands. I don't need to hear any, any, you know, I'm not, this is a rhetorical question. Have you ever heard God say to you, he loves you, and you knew it was from God? You say, well, I don't know, Pastor, what you're talking about. That is, that's kind of weird. I mean, God speaks. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, God speaks. Have you ever been just reading your Bible, and there was, a, there was something that, was, that you were reading, and all of a sudden it just hit you, and it was like the Lord saying to you, that's what, I'm, that's what I think about you. If you hear that, that's hearing the voice of God. You don't have to hear, hello, Robert, this is Almighty God speaking to you from above. I'm not even talking about that voice. I'm not even talking about the voice of God coming to you and saying, you need to turn right here. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the still small voice of God down on the inside of you speaking to you. Here you go. John 10, 1. Most assuredly, I say to you. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, is the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep... What? The sheep hear his voice? To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by their name. Wow. And he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Wow. The sheep know his voice. Now, I, I, I use this example because I've, I've been preaching around this, but I use this example. My, I have sheep, some sheep, but they don't know my voice. I can tell you they do not know my voice. I can holler them. Hey, sheep, you stupid sheep. Get out of there. Get your head out of the fence. Stupid. Get back over there. They don't they don't hear. They don't heed my voice. But if I throw some cubes or some corn in the can and I rattle that thing, they heed that. Boy, they tear up the brush, get up there, stand at the fence and say, ah, feed me. <laughs> they know my sound in the bucket. Not my voice. But Jesus says, my sheep are going to know my voice. So how could you not know the voice of Jesus? And the only way you could not know the voice of Jesus is if you've never heard the voice of Jesus. They will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things that you spoke to them. One time I was in a store and, and I, was, I was purchasing something and I was, I was giving a list and I was saying what was, was in the list that I needed. And, and there was a person standing beside me and I noticed he kept eyeballing me and I was thinking, man, what is up with this person? You know, and they're just eyeballing me and eyeballing me. And 
Finally, in a minute, the person turned to me and says, you're Robert Richards, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And he said, I've never met you before, but I recognize your voice. I listen to you on the radio all the time. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I didn't say something ugly to you. Like, what are you looking at, fool? <laughs> so glad, man. I was just like, thank you, Lord, I kept my tongue. But uh, the person had never met me. He didn't know what I looked like. And then, of course, the next statement I was I said, I thought you'd be taller. So now I'd slap you. But the point is, is that this person just recognized my voice. They didn't know me. They didn't know, they didn't know me by appearance. But the moment they heard my voice speaking, because they were listening on the radio broadcast all the time, and they, heard, they knew that, that's, that's Robert Richards. That's his voice. People call you all the time. There's certain people, you answer the phone, hello, and the minute they speak, you know who it is, right? With, and if, if you don't have caller ID. I think caller ID was for all us people who don't hear too well so that we can tell who's on the other end of the line so we don't say, who's this? Am I right? When people call you, you don't have to look at caller ID. As soon as you say hello, you know it, you know it's them, right? Why? Because you hear their voice all the time because you spend time with them. But if you don't spend time with them and somebody calls you, you don't know who it is. You don't know if it's a you know, telemarketer or whatever, right? Or somebody telling you, you know, you won the lotto and come pick your money up. Now look down at verse 7. I'm still in John 10, 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I'm at the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the, I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep, flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and they scatter them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and he does not care about the sheep. But I'm the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the father knows me, even so I do, I know the father and lay down my life for the sheep. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and they will be one flock and one shepherd. Now, Jesus is pretty, I mean, I don't see how you can look at this any other way, that his people, those that believe in him, you're known as sheep. I think it's insulting, but it's the truth. We're known as sheep. We're not known as fine thoroughbreds. Hello? We're known as sheep. But the point here is, you're sheep, and sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. Jesus plainly states, he's the shepherd. But there's a hireling out there, and there's a thief out there, trying to get your attention at all times. And as long as we're on this earth, you're never going to get away from it. You'll never get away from it. The moment you die and go to heaven, or the church is raptured, or whatever takes place, then, then we won't have to deal with that anymore. But right now, you're going to have to deal with that little yak-yak. That little yak-yak in your head. Hello? Y'all hear the little yak-yak? I want to tell you something. If you can hear the voice of the devil condemning you, you can hear the voice of your shepherd praising you. You just don't know the... You just, you're not on the right frequency. You're not on the right frequency. You tuned into the wrong station. All right? So here we go. Messing my notes up again. 
Look at the person beside you and say, man, this is good. Okay, so you are hardwired to hear the shepherd because you're sheep. Everybody say, I'm a sheep. And so, like I said, that's a little, that's a little bit, you know, embarrassing. I don't want to be a sheep. Like I said, I'd rather be a fine thoroughbred or a good cutting horse, right? Not a stupid sheep. Anyway, now go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. So God wants to speak to you. And Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 tells us how he's going to do that. It says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets and has these last days spoken to us by his son whom has appointed heir of all things through whom he also made the world. God said right here that he wants to speak. He's now is speaking through Jesus. You know, I don't know when that was, but years ago when the what would Jesus do? And everybody had a WWJD bracelet. You know, what would Jesus do? That was really a pretty good thing because what would Jesus do? If you just kept thinking in your mind, what would Jesus, how would Jesus handle the situation? What would Jesus do? Kind of kept you on the straight and narrow, okay? But everything that God did, everything that he did, everything that he, he, he is doing right now, speaking to you, you can find it in Jesus. He's using Jesus to speak to you. Well, he should because the Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. How many times have I told you all this over the years? We have this thing called a Bible. You know, churches even get in wars over what translation is in. But I want to tell you something. You know, the, I, before you get to arguing about the translation it should be in, why don't you just try to do just a few of the, the main points in this thing? Like love that never fails. Take out the plank of your eye before... You start trying to get it out of your brothers. I mean, why don't we just try a few of the, you know, love your enemy scriptures before you get to arguing. Well, it's not in the right translation. It pretty much says that no matter how you cut it in any translation you look at. All right. But the problem is, is again, you know, people are looking for excuses not to read the Bible. Well, why wouldn't you read the Bible if if this is the word of the shepherd that's going to speak to you? Why would you? Why would you get away from this? Why would you why would you not want to read your Bible? If this is the word of the shepherd speaking to you. It doesn't make sense to me. I was. Uh, uh, I had a I had a, a, a person bought a, a gun to me and wanted me to, to to fix it. And so I looked at it and I thought, OK, it's pretty easy. So then. I thought, ah, I better check. I never took one of these like this apart. I better check. I may pull out the wrong screw at the wrong time, whatever. So, oh, went to, oh, found me a YouTube video. So I got this YouTube video up, and I'm watching it. And this guy's taking it apart, and I'm watching it. He said, okay, take out this screw. I said, I take out that screw. He said, now take out this screw. Take out this screw. Said, take out this screw, and I took out that screw. Then the little red deal comes up over the bottom of it. Before you take, do not take out that screw. I'm like, you stupid fool, you didn't edit your video? You just went through there? And then the guy comes on. Uh, if you've taken that screw out, well, uh, right now you're going to have a difficulty. I'll have to show you how to make this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Talk about a bad video. Well, I, can, I promise you that you don't do, it doesn't happen like that in the Bible. You're not reading in the Bible and all of a sudden God, and then you turn the page the next page and say, oh, by the way, what was over there? Don't, just, just. 
Just don't even do that. No, no, no. You got to do this. It doesn't happen like that in the Bible, right? Because it's God's word speaking to us. All right. So I want to skip down here some more in my deal, mess all my stuff up, but praise the Lord forevermore. Here we're, here's where I'm going to go. All right. So listen to me. You are not going to hear the voice of God unless you set an appointment. I preached all over this Wednesday night, but I got to just say it again because listen to me, church. Unless you set an appointment to hear God, you're not just going to be walking down the road thinking about all the things you got to do today, thinking about all the people you're mad at that you're trying to love or you're trying to act right or whatever's going on. You're just not going to be rambling down the road and all of a sudden God speaks. Hello. You have to set an appointment to hear God. You have to put yourself in a position to hear God. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3, verse 1. Colossians 3, 1. It says, if then you were raised with Christ. So again, if you're a new creature, if you're born again, if you're saved, if you're Jesus is your Lord and Savior, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth. Folks, right now, we have never been ever inundated with as much information that comes off of our phones, off of our computers. You got you got all apps. You got all this stuff feeding information. I mean, you, you know, just imagine. I mean, I remember I grew up in the age where on Sundays, my parents, we all went to my grandparents house to eat lunch, Sunday lunch. And everybody had a newspaper. And after Sunday lunch, everybody started tearing up the pieces of paper. And everybody sat around reading the newspaper because that's the only news you had that week. So everybody's sitting there reading. And, you know, it was just, just you know, that's just what we did. I got the funnies. Because that was the only information source coming in. Nowadays, today, we've got instant. Somebody, somebody drops a, a, a nail in China. Boom. You know it. Right? It comes over instantly. And it's inundated. It's coming at us all the time, everywhere, everywhere, information, information. And I want to tell you, not good information. Right? It's not the good news. It's the bad news. And so it's coming to you all the time. But the Bible says if we're going to have an appointment with God, we have to set our mind on the things that are not on this earth. You've got to have a time and a place where you stop and you're going to sit down and you're going to talk to God. He said, well, I'm not much on words. I don't know. I'm not too good at all this kind of stuff. Well, listen to me. You're going to have to learn to get better. Because your Heavenly Father wants to speak to you. But you're, I mean, come on, folks. If you went out there right now and you wanted to listen to some music, your wife told you you're headed home, said, man, put, turn on the radio there. And you just went through the channels. <laughs> One of the greatest features that I have on my truck, and I didn't know it had, I didn't even know I had it for a long time. I owned the truck a couple of years before I figured this out. Forgive me, I'm not too good on technology. But I found out there's a little button underneath the steering wheel. I can put that baby in there and then that channel changes. And I'm like, hot dog. So I just go down the road scanning. Do you, no, 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 and just go through. So that's kind of the way I listen to the radio anyway. And so, uh, you're never going to get anything, right? You're never if you're just going to just scrolling through the channels, you're never and stopping on a station, you're never going to be really getting anything. 
And your minds in the morning when you get up, depending on who you are and how you are, and if you're a morning person or a night person or whatever, but you start, you're thinking about what's going on in the day. You're thinking about what your wife needs. You're thinking about what your kids need. You're thinking about what you need. You're thinking about the hunting trip. You're thinking about, man, do I got the right grain of bullet? Are the deer out there? Right? You're thinking of these things. You're thinking of, you know, what's going on. Then you start throwing in, you turn on the radio or you listen to some bad news or you watch or you read your news feed. And then you get through there and now you're adding in as, you know, who's lying. That's all it is right now. The news is who's lying, right? Somebody's lying or they all may be lying, but I just know that's all it is about who's lying. Who's going to do this? What is this? I am so sick of it. I just want to take a stick and beat somebody. I got to tell y'all, that's the truth, the way I feel. I don't know who I want to beat. I just want to beat somebody. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that you just get frustrated and all that's in your head. So your workload that day and who didn't pay you their bill and this, that and the other. And it's all coming at you and all you're doing is just ask yourself the question. What do you think about the most? And then think about how long do you think about it? You don't go all day thinking about the same thing. It's popping. It's changing your minds, man. Running thoughts all the time. Thousands and thousands of thoughts running through your head. And the majority of people, very few of them, are about God. The statistics say the average Christian plays three minutes a day. That's including, God bless that idiot that almost hit me. And Lord, where in the world am I going? What's the matter with all you? All that's included in your three minutes. It's truth that the normal person only thinks about God about three minutes a day. Well, how are you going to have an appointment here from heaven if all you're going to do is for three minutes? And in that three minutes, your brain has been thinking everything in the world. There's no way you're going to hear the voice of God. And then if you do hear the voice of God, you're going to have to be careful. And I will have to get into this later, but you're going to, have to be careful because it may not be the voice of God. It just may be the voice of reason, the voice of your conscience. Maybe the voice of the enemy disguised. I mean, the devil came to Jesus and spoke to him. My point I'm trying to say here, church, is you have to come into a time and a place that you're seeking God because you desire to walk with him and to know him. And you you so want that in life that you're going to set up an appointment, whether it's in the morning, whether it's at noon, whether it's at night, whether it's, you know, here, there, where, whatever. You're setting up an appointment to visit with God. And it can't be, well, I'm going to do it whenever I have time. Because you'll never have time. You'll never have time. Something will always steal your time. Hello? Now, some of y'all quit looking down at the floor. I mean, I'm not beating you up here. I'm just trying to tell you the truth here. Some of y'all looking at me like you're ready to throw tomatoes at me or something. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you here. You got it. This is the first thing you got to do. You have to set time. You have to have an appointment with God. All right. And then here's the next one. OK, you, you got to get alone to do it. You can't set an appointment. OK, I'm going to go visit with God at the coffee shop at six when I'm with the guys. That won't work. OK, it will not work. Now, I'm going to give you all of these and then you can write them down. And then, you know, uh, later I want to come back and I want to show you a whole lot more in depth. But I got to show I just feel like someone I got to tell you the whole thing. So you got to have an appointment and you got to be there alone. The next thing is 
When Jesus told in Matthew chapter 6, when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, okay, this is where you're going to pray. And we call it the Lord's Prayer, but it really shouldn't be the Lord's Prayer. It really should be the disciples' prayer because he was telling the disciples how they ought to pray. And the first thing, what is, how does it start out? Our Father who art in heaven, right? What's the next word? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, right? So he's, Jesus put forth a, a list here. It's the first thing he did is he had he worshiping God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first thing coming in to teaching them to pray was to teaching them to worship. Now, right there, a lot of people get lost because they say, well, listen, I, ain't, I can't sing. I, ain't, I don't know anything about worship. It makes me feel weird, feel all funny inside when I do something like that. Well, that's okay because worship is not all just songs. You can worship God by speaking and telling who he is and exalting him, like saying, God, man, you were it. So that may be some, that, that some, some, some old theologian may say, oh, that's not really worship, but by God, it is in my life. I'm just country boy. And if I say, man, God, you are it. You're the man. You're everything. You telling me God didn't look at my heart and sees that that's worship? Maybe I don't express myself as well as, you know, oh, thou who sittest in the heavens and reigns upon the sky. I mean, God and I can have a big conversation sometimes, just the beauty of some of the, the, the things that I see and say, man, how did you, I mean, how did you come up with that idea? I mean, that is wild to think about that you made a flower look like that, Lord. Folks, listen to me. That is worship. When you're exalting him, that's worship. You need to sit there. So what I'm saying is now you've made an appointment, you're sitting there alone, and now you start to tell him how big he is, how great he is, how good he is, how much you thank him for what he's done for you in life. Right? The next thing is then you're going to have to get rid of your concerns because you're not going to be, you know, have you ever talked to somebody that you knew while you were talking to them and tell them a story, they were just wanting you to hurry up and get through with yours so they could tell you theirs? Just look at the person beside you and kind of smile. Right? Well, so what's wrong with that? Well, God doesn't appreciate that anyway. He he didn't didn't really appreciate that. So if you've got concerns in your heart, you might as well at that point share them with the Lord. Because the Bible tells us we'll just cast off our burdens. So how do you do that? Put voice to it. God, I'm concerned. I don't know what's going on. I'm worried about this, worried about that. But let me tell you, if you really talk to God and you know you've really had this appointment and you know he's really there listening, then there comes this place where you cast off your burdens upon him because he cares for you. And then you no longer have it. I wish I had. I wish I could tell you that I thought this up, but I heard a preacher say it, that sheep are not pack animals. Nobody goes on a hunting excursion and says, I want to rent me some sheep. I'm going elk hunting. I need to pack them down. Sheep are not pack animals. God never wanted you as sheep to be burdened with the cares of the world. You've got to cast them off on Jesus. But if you pray and you talk to God and then you walk away and you still have the same burdens, you didn't get rid of them. All you did was gossip. All you did was complain, but you did not receive the confidence that God had that your prayer was answered. So once you get your concerns off so that while you're talking to God and you're listening for his voice, you're not constantly inundated with 
you know, your brain's spinning about these concerns and these things going on. The next one is what I told you right here. The word. Now, I know I've, I've, I've showed you all this before. Now, as much as I hate a phone, and obviously y'all can see from my, I think this is a seven. I don't upgrade much very often. But it still does everything I want it to do. And I have in my notes, I have scriptures. And I've now started categorizing on page one, page two, page three, page four, page five, page six. And I have scriptures in here. And I can just pop it open, page one, hit it right there, Galatians 4, 6. And I'll say, because you are a son, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into my heart, crying out, Abba, Father. I'm reading the word. Now, there is time to sit down in this and read the word, like follow the plan and go through it. That's part of it. But what I'm talking about at this stage is you need to get some word going. Okay? It's time you got you had the kindling on the fire. It's time to start throwing on some logs. Okay? So the word does that. The word starts to jump out and illuminate to you. And then, after you've done that, I'm telling you, God's going to start to speak to you. It, it's going to be a general, a general, what's the word I'm looking for? A general voice, a general statement. Okay? Galatians 4, 6, the scripture that I just read you. All right? You can read that scripture and it says, and, it's, and, and, and you're a son of God and your spirit cries out, Abba, Father. And then down in the still small voice of your own spirit down here, you hear the still small voice of the Lord speaking to you and he says, you are my son and I love you. Or you hear him say, I'm glad you're my son. You say, well, I just maybe made that up in my head. Really? Most of the things you make up in your head are you lunk-headed idiot. You ain't getting nothing right. Come on. You know, I'm preaching truth. Not too many of us wake up. If you do, you probably have a problem. You need to go to freedom prayer. But not too many people wake up in the morning and say, oh, I am the blessing to the world. Whoo, I'm alive and breathing this morning. And everywhere I go, everybody's going to be blessed. Even sees me because I am so good looking. I am God's gift to humanity. Now, most of you wake up in the morning and say, man, depending on what age you are, say, man, why does, why does my knee hurt this morning? <laughs> Something ain't right. Y'all with me? What I'm trying to say to you is that this appointment you're going to make, this appointment you're going to, there's some things that you need to do to get prepped to hear the voice of God. Now, for time's sake, I can't go into all of these this morning, but I'm just telling you, there are some things that you need to do, but you're not going to get any of it done if you don't set an appointment. The decision you got to make today is, are you going to take time to hear the voice of God? Now, I can tell y'all, years ago, years and years and years ago, 30 years ago or more, was the first time that I was in I, I, something like this God was challenging me about. And there was a message out there that was uh, a, a pastor was preaching. He said, could you not tear with me for one hour? And I, I remember setting out the very first time I was going to pray for an hour. And I prayed. I prayed everything I could possibly think about 
Looked at my watch. It had been like six minutes. I was like, there's no way. There's no way you can pray for an hour. And, and you know, of course, I didn't listen to the whole message. You know, I didn't have time for that. I just heard the first, skipped to the end, and forgot all the guts in between that was trying to tell you how you pray. And so six minutes went by. I thought, this, I'll never do this. I'll never be able to do this. And as life went on, I just kept plugging at it and kept plugging at it and kept understanding more and understanding more and kept having more fun with sitting there talking to the Lord in the minute till today I'm like, oh man, I got to go, Lord. I am so sorry. I've been here for a couple hours and I've got to go. And folks, all I'm telling you is you just have to have a place to start. And the challenge set before you today is simply that. Do, will you make an appointment to hear God? And it's, if it's to start out and it's going to be six minutes, then glory to Jesus for the six minutes. If you got a five minute prayer that you're going to sit down, take a deep breath and say, man, OK. God, I'm, I, I worship you. I just thank you. You're man. You are amazing. You're you're God. And Lord, I'm kind of concerned about work today. And I just ask you to help me and bless me with that. Because I think you said you'd put your hand upon me and help me and bless me, Lord. Because, Lord, it's what your word says, that everything I put my hand to would prosper. You're getting somewhere. And you're going to hear the voice of the Lord. Hello? Now, I want to challenge you about this, okay? Matter of fact, you can just put your Bibles up because I'm through. You say you don't have time, but I just want to ask you to account for your time this week. Okay? I want to ask you just to look at your lives and account for your time and see how many places in life you could gain time to put into seeking God's voice. All right? In other words, get more efficient in some things so you have more time in others. Statistics also say that the average person watches five hours of television a night. And I can tell you there's not five hours worth of something to watch on there. So to the person that watches television for five hours, I just want to ask you, well, how about just go four? I'm not asking you to become monks. <laughs> you know, or to get you one of them whoops and go to whip it on your back or something like that. I'm not, I'm, no, no, no. I'm just asking you. Just start looking at your time and start being a guardian of your time. Start just looking at what, how much time do you have? Folks, listen, you guys, listen, that are working and you're in a truck driving. I have some of my greatest prayer time driving. I mean, it's great. You don't have to be, you don't have to be candles lit, your legs crossed and your eyes closed. You're going to be driving right down the road. But you've got to get rid of the distractions. You're not going to drive down the road while, you know, KKYX is playing and hear God. Because in a minute, you're going to be singing, Whiskey River, take my mind. Oh, no, Lord, don't let nothing take my mind in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, I promise you. <laughs> I know, I've done it. <laughs> Y'all with me? So check your time out. Be a guardian of your time. Don't even listen to bad news. Don't sit around and listen to the gossip and all of the negatives. Just, just stop it. Be a guardian of your time and set that as the first thing you're going to do is, God, I'm going to make an appointment 
with you. Amen? Amen. Stand up if you would. Can I have my prayer team come down, please? For those of you that are going to be baptized here in a minute, listen to me. I, I, we're just going to use the restrooms there and change your clothes, and we're going to go right out and go right to the, to, uh, the, the kellners and, and do the baptism. And I, I want to encourage you, folks, listen to me. It, it, baptism is not an ordinance of the church. And I, I guess I say that it kind of, sounds kind of crazy, but what I'm talking about, baptism is something that the Bible talks about. Jesus was baptized. And, and baptism is, is an assurance within our own hearts and a cleansing in our own hearts and our own mind. It's not like, like you're, 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 it's really washing away your sins. It's a, it's, baptism is dying with Christ and coming to life and you're saying it to the whole world and it builds a confidence on the inside of you. And so I just want to encourage you. Listen, if, if you have a desire to be baptized today and you were thinking about it or whatever, well, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go get this done and let the Spirit of God come and touch you, okay? But uh, I, I want to pray. Listen, at least, at least make me feel good today. Just, just give me a, a hand wave if you're going to start looking for your, the time to be with God. Just give me a hand wave so I can feel like, yeah, I did something. Okay, praise God. I got more than half the crowd looking at me. so I can go home and say, well, bless God. They're going to do what I said. <laughs> Instead of driving home saying, Lord, no one ever listens to me. <laughs> and so anyway... I'm going to pray for you right now. So let me just, just, just grab this prayer by faith. Father, I just pray over everyone right now. I just declare right now that people today are going to hear your voice. Because they're the sheep of your pasture. They're the sheep that you paid the price for. And so, Lord, I ask you today to just begin to bless them, to begin to show them where they can get time to sit down and have this appointment with you. Lord, let, the, let, it, let them begin the, this, this phase of their life where they're, they're hearing the voice of God and walking in the things of God and being, Lord, able to, to have this fellowship with you. And it becomes so rich and so rich, Lord, that they, they don't ever want to leave. I pray, oh, Heavenly Father, today that, that there's anyone out there that's listening that doesn't know that Jesus loves them, that, Lord, today they would know, they would hear the good news that Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He wants to speak for you. He is the good shepherd. And so take him into your life and take him into your heart. Call out upon him and he will save you. He will bless you. And so, Lord, I just give you praise for it. I thank you for it, Lord. I ask you to bless them all right now, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. Listen, we're up here to pray for you. If anybody's got any needs. Anything you need to pray about, we're here to pray for you. 